Hello everyone and welcome to this instalment of Burridge and Tom Rambling On. My name is Tom and as always I am joined by my good friend Burridge. Yes, hello, that is me. I hope you're all... Uh, burr, 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 burr. Wow, I read the script wrong already. Oh, Let's try no. that again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hello, that is me. I hope your day is a roaring success. Let's have a look at our topics today, shall we? Not in this episode, but as a side note, congratulations to the Lionesses for their win at the Euro 2022 Women's Finals. If we can make it the World Cup next year, I'll be a very happy person. Anyway, in this episode... We will be looking at Google making a mistake. Intel axing Optane. And Instagram U-turning. Ah, let's, uh, let's, let's dive in. Yes. So, in a world where data is money, we often rely on seeing what permissions an app requires to decide if an app is overly intrusive. So who thought it would be a good idea to let the app developer write that section of the Play Store? reading the notes for this i was genuinely shocked yeah no <laughs> they thought this was a good idea good idea <laughs> so google are aiming to change the way that the play store presents app permissions to users by having app developers submit their own permission requirements i pretty i i, I pinky promise that this app will not steal your firstborn child so app permissions used to be determined by scanning the app on Google's end. They probably emulated an Android um, system or 10 and found out exactly what the app needed for it to work. Um, so uh, that, that was automatically done by Google. Well, for some reason, they're deciding to remove this system. Google is instead relying on the honesty of app developers to generate the list of permissions, which seems massively exploitable. I hereby promise this podcast will not buy mine Bitcoin on your iPhone. Or will it? Oh, or will it? Well, it won't because the podcast is audio. And as far as I'm aware, we can't mine Bitcoin with audio. If we could that, could mine Bitcoin with audio, I could have monetized my speaking a long time ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd never stop talking. Rambling so on. Yeah. With the prevalence of shovelware on the App Store requiring more permissions than seem logical, this seems like a recipe for disaster. Like when your postcard ordering app requires telephone permissions. Just why? <laughs> True. <laughs> and remember, when anything's free, you're the product. Yep, absolutely. So you know free prints where you get your free 45 pictures a month, not sponsored. Um, other printing services are available. Um... Any permissions they have on the app is their way of generating money. Yep. You it's... know, when they need all these things, they, uh, that is great data set to sell to advertisers. It's crazy that, like, that's how things are now. Yeah, that is exactly Data is money. Worst part is, you sell data sets for millions, but an individual user's data is worth like two or three pence per person. You can buy a data set for like just with a few thousand users in it for dead. Remember when um when we were looking on John Pye's website and they were selling a business and we could just buy the entire customer database. Oh yes, I remember a, that. Yeah. A furniture company or something. And it was like yeah. That seems like terrible in terms of data protection, but it's perfectly legal, even with GDPR being in place. It, <laughs> it's a bit concerning. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Hi, Apple, listening into this conversation. 
Actually, I'd say Apple is some of the better behaved ones as far as we can tell publicly. Who knows what they do in the back rooms? Well, yes. I'm not sure I want to know either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do and I don't. Uh, well. Yeah. You know, if you want to send us your data so we can sell it, please do. Um, but it won't be worth much. So we need uh, like a few thousand users to get a valuable data set. <laughs> Even then, that's like a drop in the ocean compared to like... Because you know that Google Analytics sells this data to advertisers as part of the... Is it AdSense, Google's one? Yeah. Yes, you've got AdSense and... Yeah, AdSense is right. Google's advertising platform. That like relies on this data that's generated to know how to target ads, but Google gathers so much of it themselves... I wonder if they're feeling a bit sorry for the little guys developing crappy Minecraft knockoffs on the Play Store and think, okay, we'll let them get some data generation done now that we've got data on people who aren't even born yet. Oh, God. <laughs> that, yeah, that's... Ooh. Everyone thought, oh, no, the NSA is listening to our phone calls. Joke's on you. Google does it now anyway. Also, hi, Discord, listening into this conversation. <laughs> Hello there, Discord, which uses Google services, I believe, as well. Probably. So. <laughs> I think yeah. it's really hard to avoid using a Google a, a service provided by like either Google or Amazon at some point. I, I'm pretty sure Discord, you can use Chrome shortcuts on Discord because Discord uses Chromium in some way. Yeah. So you can actually use it. Like You could get into it like you would with the browser. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, That's probably why... Um, why some formats work on Discord as well to like send images yep. and stuff like what like that piston one that Jack sent the other day. Oh, I didn't even look at that. Did you know it's quite funny? It's it changes like the actual height of the image when the piston extends and retracts. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it extends the like height of the Discord image. It's great. But yeah, that's probably why it does that because it relies on Chromium as a base. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, that sounds like fun. Remember, when you install a sketchy app, don't. <laughs> I say it like it's that simple. But yeah, I mean, it should be. It, it should, should be, be that simple. But, but yeah, at least Apple has ask apps don't to not track. They might not listen to you asking, but you can ask them nicely. Please, sir. Please don't track and sell my data. Please don't scab me, sir. Please don't, please don't listen to my camera. <laughs> <laughs> please, please don't listen to my camera. <laughs> oh dear, yep, that's it's not good, but what can you do? It's Google. That's the sad fact of the matter. What can you do? It's Google. <laughs> Only like the second most valuable company on earth, or maybe the third, who knows. Any whom. Speaking of big tech companies, it's almost like we're a tech podcast or something. Uh, Intel is axing Optane. Enjoying that SSD acting as a high-speed cache for your old spinning rust? Well, enjoy it while you can, Intel users, because it's just been axed. You don't have in uh, Optane, do you, Burge? No. I know Liam does. This will be relevant for him, but he doesn't have the attention span to listen to a podcast. <laughs> so, yes, in Intel's quarter two earnings report late last week, it was announced, albeit very confusingly, that Intel would be shuttering its Optane business permanently. Um, 
So Intel are paying 599 million US dollars in write-off costs. Presumably the cost of having all those Optane making machines sitting around doing nothing or being scrapped altogether. Also, I believe a portion to Micron, who they developed uh, Optane in partnership with. 599 is a million. To, uh, 599 million is a lot to stop making something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, well, I wouldn't... You know, do, do you want to give some to the UK? We're feeling a bit poor at the moment. I, I'll, I'll take a million of that. Thanks. I'll, t I'll take a million. Thank you very much. Yeah. So this is apparently in line with Intel's IDM2 strategy. So IDM2 is a manufacturing architecture, restructure type thingamajig. So, um, okay, I'm looking. <laughs> so I just opened the, the Intel website the newsroom where they posted this and it's like this is something only intel can achieve they're just bigging themselves up on their own newsroom <laughs> um so yeah it's to do with the fact that intel is building its own fabrication plants or fabs or foundries as they're more traditionally known um in arizona in the united states these will be uh, i believe the first u.s based actual fabs for one of the big three Oh, I guess no. There's more than three in there because there's Qualcomm out there as well. Vibe been doing their job, um, like one of the big CPU manufacturers. In terms of big CPU manufacturers, you've obviously got your Intel's, your AMD's, you've got Qualcomm coming with their own. Uh, do Apple manufacture their own silicon in-house or is it contracted? Um, I do not know. Maybe Apple. Um, and you've got ARM as well doing their thing. I think Apple Silicon is based on ARM in some yeah, way. It's using ARM's architecture, but ARM's like open license, so technically yeah. anyone could fabricate a CPU like it, as long as they pay the licensing fee. It's, you can't ring up Intel and say, hello, I'd like to license the i7 architecture, please. And here's a, here's a buttload of money, and then make one yourself. But whereas ARM, you can ring them up and be like, hello, I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to license ARM architecture, please. And they'd be like, sure, this will cost you your left leg. Because <laughs> it's not cheap. I know that Raspberry Pi is ARM-based. but that, uh, you know, Oh, Broadcom! They've been in the game forever. I forgot about Broadcom. Oh, they're using TSMC. Oh, TSMC. Okay, they are the single biggest chip manufacturer in the world, I think. Yeah, TSMC's 5 nanometer micro. process for the M1. Hmm. Oh, that's quite small. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, Intel, whatever, whatever, IDM 2.0, that's it, um, is changing the way that Intel approaches manufacturing and sourcing of components. And because of that, they are shuttering Optane. Um, it also seems... Uh, so Intel has already stopped making Optane modules, but retained the Optane division to continue work on data center storage because... What used to be Intel storage was rolled up under Optane, into Optane storage. You know, when you could buy, like, Intel SSDs and stuff. Um, they kept Optane going for that, but it seems that they may be shuttering it, and they are trying to sell their NAND storage division to uh, Hynix in South Korea. Would this make them bigger than Samsung? Because Ooh. Samsung and Hynix are the, two, are the big two in the Flash territory. Because if you look at like any stick of RAM, it probably either has Hynix or um, 
Samsung chips on it. I think I've seen some others, but it's going to be one of them too. We'll, f we'll have to see what happens. It's going to be like multiple years to sell this. Imagine trying to sell a business. Shake my head. <laughs> anyway. Actually, oh, oh, no, on a side what? note here as well, there's rumours, I don't know how correct they are, but there's rumours that the Intel are already thinking of axing their Arc GPUs as well. Or, they haven't even released them yet, have they? <laughs> Flipping out, Intel. Um, I, I must say, I only heard about this uh, when watching the WAN show. Ah, okay. uh, and they were discussing it. Um, so some people were saying that it might have been that the big media storm we've had about it recently has been people internally trying to keep it afloat. So like, oh, if we get it really hyped, then Intel might keep, you know, paying yeah. for it. Um, so th those are rumours. I don't know how founded they are at the moment, but... It seems that the current Intel CEO is trying to refocus the company on just one thing. Which I don't think is a good idea. No. I mean, Intel got away with just focusing on one thing for years because AMD spent ages messing around, making space heaters, not CPUs. Looking at you, the bulldozer series, and now Intel are making the space eaters. Yeah, but now, um, now Intel have got actual competition in the CPU market. It's, um, it's, it's getting spicier. So I, I wonder whether they, obviously, they've diversified. It's better to have multiple revenue streams from different areas, so you can pour it all into R and D for your main product. But it seems they're just focusing back on that main product now, and they decided they don't need those extra revenue streams or something who knows either way oh, i'm not going to miss it i have an amd based system uh, i can't even have optane if i wanted to amd did make their own but it didn't wasn't as big as optane i can't remember what it was called all i remember was it was a nightmare to configure from my research into it anyway Let's move on, shall we? Mm, yes. So, Tom, have you used Instagram recently? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> I don't well. use Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, uh, to the audience, have you used Instagram recently, and instead of seeing your friends' photos of their lunch, you see random TikTok-style videos instead? That was intentional. However, it seems Instagram have finally realised their user base don't want this. So basically using like the Instagram feed, instead of seeing your friends' photos that they've posted, you just get like the latest one or two photos. Like if I go on there now, if I open my Instagram app, I'm doing a live thing here. Right. Cool. So uh, there is <clears throat> one photo from one of the Critical Role people I follow. And then it's ad. And then it's something i don't follow it's another thing i don't follow and then it's a load of other things i don't follow and they're all like videos mostly and i literally had one thing from someone i follow on my feed yeah the only time i've looked at um instagram recently was to see that sebastian vessel had opened an instagram account and then immediately announced his retirement yeah <laughs> on it it was like okay that's a yikes thanks seb well, that's the thing. 
You know, when I go onto my Instagram feed, I want to see what my f what people who I follow are posting, not Randoms. random TikToker who also opened an Instagram account to like. If I want random people on my homepage, I'll go to TikTok, where the whole point of TikTok is you go on the for you page and scroll through and get all these new people on there. You know, fine. But on Instagram, I just want to see people's pictures of their da dogs, cats, and food. Okay, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to see all the TikTok style stuff. If I want all the TikTok style stuff, I'll go to TikTok. <laughs> but I it's, it, it, <laughs> they're clearly trying to compete with TikTok. That's what this is. Yeah, it's it's Meta. Oh no, sorry, Facebook. I'm not calling them Meta. Uh, it's it's clearly Facebook trying to be like, well, we need to compete somehow. Let's it's, just use Instagram. That's like the app we don't really care about. It's Facebook in disguise. It is very much just yes. Facebook that's that's what disguise. Meta is. It's Facebook in disguise. Like Met, Met, Meta is Facebook with like a hat and sunglasses on. <laughs> with the uh... with the fake mustache. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, even to the point where you know. And I don't really follow, I don't follow these people at all. But the Kardashians even have like criticized Instagram, and I I don't I do agree that Instagram should just be would be better as a photo sharing site and not whatever the hell it is they're trying to make it now. What do you mean? It works. <laughs> it's awful. Not really. <laughs> it's bloody awful. As it is now. Yeah. Oh, just just. Facebook in general ruin things. They buy things, oh, yeah. they ruin it. Still, they've not killed off as many products as uh, Google have. They haven't. Yet. But oh, I'm sure that. they'll get there. Look at the state of the Quest. Oh, ripping piece. It's gone up in price for the Quest 2. $100. Really? As well, yeah, it's a two-year-old two device. They've made no improvements, and, but because of like manufacturing costs. They put it up by a hundred dollars. I'm fairly certain manufacturing costs haven't gone up a hundred dollars. Yeah, no. No way. No. Well, let's go on to something more interesting. Let's go on to something more interesting. <laughs> no, continue your rant. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. oh, sorry. I, I, just got a, I got a notification on my phone about something that's happening tomorrow, and I'm very excited. Oh, yay! Going to the th going to the theatre. Um, anyway, yes, let's. That's us all done for the main topics for now. So let's jump into some lighter topics. Um, Mario Kart Eight has announced the second wave tracks for. Um, still no Rainbow uh, Road. Still no Rainbow Road. <laughs> Burridge is very sad. Where's the GameCube Rainbow Road? They haven't yes. like re-released that one at all yet. Well, they've they've added to Mario Kart Tour tracks instead. So, yep, there's a mixture of returning tracks and new entries to the series. This is... Is it six releases they're doing? Or five? Six, I, I thought, think. I thought, yeah, six, I Six think. releases of eight tracks to make 48 tracks. Six times eight. That makes sense, yep. <laughs> Just doing the math in my head. Six and eight is 48. Uh, eight times eight is 64. Or a full stack in Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we have returning tracks of Calamari Desert from the N64, Mario Circuit 3 from the SNES. I have played it on the SNES. The SNES is a nightmare to play Mario Kart on, as it turns out. Uh, <laughs> Mushroom Gorge from the Wii. I was very happy to see this one. I, I Just because the Wii is like my childhood. 
We have Waluigi Pinball from the Nintendo DS, Snowland from the Game Boy Advance, New York Minute and Sydney Sprint from Mario Kart Tour, and the new track Sky High Sunday, which is ice cream. That's literally ice. It's just ice cream. Um, have you seen the release video, the announced video? Uh, what, for this set of tracks? Yeah. No, I haven't. No, no okay. It's kind of interesting because I spend like a lot of time on some of the tracks and then like literally Mushroom Gorge was the title page, three seconds of clip and then moved on. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, the one, I, the one I'm most excited for out of all of them and it, they just skip over it. It's like, how dare they? But then I think like the Wii version of the game is what sort of brought Mario Kart back into modern relevance after the um, the like N64 version. Was there a version for the GameCube? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. They haven't released a GameCube version of the uh, Rainbow oh, yeah. Road track yet. Like, that's the only one they've not done anything. Well, you watch. It'll be in the last pack at the end of 2023. I, I guess they also didn't redo the Mario Kart 7 one for the 3DS. Um, but, I mean, that one's a lot more recent. So Yeah. But that's then again, they did redo the Wii one, did they? No, can't the remember. Wii... The Wii, Wii U redid Road. a couple. And then, yeah, they've redone quite a couple recently. But... Which one's Wii Rainbow Road? I think I know which one that is. Yeah, it's it's the that Rainbow Road. The good Rainbow Road. <laughs> I mean, they're all good. The SNES oh, one, yeah. maybe not as much, but the, the remastered uh, SNES one's uh, the, okay. The, the SNES one's flat, because the SNES could only do Yes, flat. exactly. <laughs> it could only do flats. To be fair, like, we'll have to get together and actually play SNES Mario Kart at some point. Oh, yeah. That'd bring back my childhood. I've got the controllers. I've got the game. All we, all, the only problem is we're sat at, we're sat 100 miles apart. <laughs> y yes, uh, a, that is need, true. Need a long uh, controller extension for that. <laughs> Although uh, I think we are considering doing something with Mario Kart, the Switch version, are we not? Maybe. Yeah. So uh, is that we'll the have to... racing cup on the... Yeah. We'll have to... Actually, that was Forza, but we can add Mario Kart to it. I think a Mario Kart one would be good. We could do both. Yeah. We'll have uh, we'll have like the standard racing cup is Forza, and then we'll have the stupid edition, which is Mario Kart, <laughs> <laughs> and then an even stupid edition, which is Tower Unite, which is Tower. Oh God, Tower Unite racing so painfully bad. <laughs> to be fair, that'd be a throwback. We used to do GTA races a lot. Oh my God, yeah, GTA races were great. Oh, we could we could do some of them again. They were like the only thing that's actually good about GTA anymore. Yeah, I've not played like any of the modern DLC to be honest. No. Uh, I, 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 oh, no, yeah, because literally I bought in-game the smart car thing. That's right, yeah. And then I chaved it up to be a specific yeah. racing version, and we never streamed again after I did that. And I was like, yeah, we need, we need, we we need, need no, justice we'll for Tom's smart car. We need to do we'll, it. I'll put a few more weeks on the schedule, and we'll figure some stuff out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out after this. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's it for racing in Mario Kart anyway. Um, Google is rumoured to be discontinuing Stadia, but I did just see something about Google disputing that. I just need to find it a second. Stadia. Staffia. That's not who spells Stadia. Yes, Staffia. Stadia. So, um, anyway, yes. So, so Twitter account at Killed by Google has posted a screen grab of a message from someone who reportedly has insider knowledge at Google. Obviously, this isn't strictly like... Oh, yeah, this is definitely going to happen, but, you know, Google's reputed for killing things, so I can see why people would start jumping to conclusions here. 
Um, so the report states that Google held a seminar where it was revealed that Google has an exit plan for their Stadia program, um, which is rumoured to be by the end of this summer, which is quite Ooh. soon. Not not long left on that one. No. Let's see, two days, two days. Uh, here we go. I found the article now. But um, it is also reported that there is no plan to transfer users onto another similar platform, which would probably be GeForce Now or... GeForce Now, probably. Probably GeForce Now. They wouldn't transfer people onto Game Pass. GeForce Now is more, like, closer to Stadia's model than Game Pass Ultimate. But um, Google Stadia themselves have actually tweeted out that Stadia is not shutting down. Rest assured, we are always working on bringing more great games to the platform and Stadia Pro. Let us know if you have any other questions. Um, but then again, if we look at the closing of Google+, Plus, <laughs> like a month before that happened, they also said we have no plans to shut it down, and a month later it was gone. Not that anyone noticed, except for companies using Google+, Plus as their standard login. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was a that was a mess. Yeah, here we go. I love this. Reports of Google Stadia's death are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> but no, to be fair, I like. I know there's a lot of fans out there who are like, "No, Stadia will go on." But honestly, I, I yeah, I I saw the appeal of it when it was announced. I did say back when we covered its announcement that I would get one, and I never did. And to be honest, I'm glad I didn't. Um, but yeah, apparently, uh, this is, uh, this is not the end for Stadia, but it could be. Who knows? It doesn't, it doesn't even have a search bar for me to search through games. I've just no. got to scroll through the page until, like, I find... Well, no, yeah, that's because it's designed like a marketplace. You've got to get in and spend your money through Google to buy these games. Uh, you know, at least like GeForce Now, yeah, you pay a fee, but you import your own games. You don't have to buy games. Yeah, I'd have to buy the games again. I just pay for using their computers. To be fair, kind of like, I kind of do want to get a Stadia controller just to try it out. Let's see. Store. Explore. All right. Am I signed in? Oh, I am. TA Speed. I'm, I am TA Speed on Stadia. Let's see. I can buy Dead by Daylight for eight ninety nine. Cool. Life is Strange. True Colors. $24.99. Ouch. Actually, I need to finish playing Life is Strange. I only ever played the first chapter. Maybe a solo stream. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Humankind. Game is $39.99. Play 120 minutes of the game at no cost. Then you have to pay to play more. It's literally yeah. like you buy the game and then you pay to play it more. How did this make sense to people? Yet yeah, there's still play people out there defending Stadia. £54 for the 2020 version of F1. Not worth it. But we'll have to see what happens in the future with Stadia. Anyway, on the topic oh, yeah, I'm, of... I'm, I'm oh. Dan on Stadia. Dan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's as good an idea as like GeForce Now turns out to be. No, GeForce Now is great. Oh, I wonder what the noise behind me was. The dog snuck in and lied behind me on the floor because she's a totally normal animal. <laughs> Hi, Lola. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Apple is reportedly working on an M2 Extreme chip. Ooh. Um, 
So it's seeming like this is going to be the one, the thing that replaces the Intel chips in the Mac Pro lineup. The big, expensive, cheese grater looking geezer me bobs on the website. Speculation includes up to a 40 core CPU and 128 GPU cores. Which is significantly higher than the current Max on the M1 Max edition. Oh, is it yeah. The M1 Max Way or the M1? Way higher. M1 Max and M1 Ultra. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, oh, literally all of they they've all of their CPUs are marketed to sound like the best of the best, but there's got to be one that's better than them all. Yeah. Also, I'm guessing that the because you buy it in the um, cheese grater looking thing, the very expensive cheese grater looking thing, um, that it won't come with the same subpar CPU, uh, not CPU, uh, SSD that the MacBook comes with. I should hope not. No. Actually, you know, I watched a video last night um, where someone went and did a tour of Mr. Beast's facility where right. Mr. Beast films all this stuff. Half of his editors use £19,000 gaming PCs to edit on and the other half use these the Mac uh, Mac Pros that cost about $22,000 a piece <laughs> at the spec. And I'm like, ouch. That and his like main studio warehouse cost him thir like thirteen million US dollars. Man's loaded. Yeah, that's a lot of money. I was more interested in the camera equipment that he had there, and I cried <laughs> because I was jealous. <laughs> you know, he has massive four K cameras, but only ever releases in ten eighty p because he yeah, thinks four K looks too professional. What? Yeah, no, legit. His rationale apparently is that he wants his videos to look like it's just a bunch of friends messing around. So um, that's why he only ever releases in 1080p, which is an interesting concept. That's that's an interesting concept that makes no sense in my brain. I'm not gonna lie, it there's it shows that there's quite a bit more thought put into it, like the production end of Mr. Beast than it actually seems. I mean, like, yeah, they build huge sets and stuff, but the actual like. Filming and production is a lot of work. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> one day, Tom. One, one day. day. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I'd just be happy if we could afford, like, one good camera. Oh, yeah. Uh, like a Canon C200 or something. That'd be great. That's, that's actually what, do some um, filming. That's what Trash Taste used just to film their um, podcast with. They have, like, two or three Canon C200s, and they cost five grand a piece before <laughs> you add a lens. <laughs> I'm so like scared, especially like going into filmmaking as a student now. It's um, <laughs> I was looking at like um, I was just looking on eBay for uh, Black Magics because honestly, I don't know what it is about Black Magic cameras, but I'm just drawn to them for some reason. But like, even just the 4K one is like one thousand pounds. Barge, I'm scared. <laughs> I, I am scared for your bank account and the eventual business bank, bank account. Yeah, the I have to bank say, account, it's not going to be fun, <laughs> especially when it comes to producing documentaries. Like I'm talking thousands of pounds of equipment. Although I have found out we can rent equipment for a not terrible rate if we're recording in the UK. We can I think rent. We, yeah, we can that rent might like not a, be a bad idea. A decent camera and a lens for like 120 pounds a day, which is a bit more reasonable than spending four grand on just a camera. I was going to say, let's let's not have Bluetail Media go under before it even begins. <laughs> what do you mean? I've already taken out a loan in the company's name. 
Oh, God. <laughs> the Black Magic Curse has arrived tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no. But yes, um, Mac Pro is very expense. We will not be getting one. No. Well, <laughs> no, no time soon. I'd sooner get the case and put a window system in it. I mean, yeah, for that sort of yeah. money. I'd, I'd rather just get the Mac Mini Studio thing. Instead. Yeah, the Mac Studio for like two grand. Like I'd probably upgrade what I'm using now, my Mac Mini, and Into upgrade it to the Mac Studio with like yeah. the two grand one, and then that'll be an upgrade. That's a two or four grand. I can't remember. I think it's four grand for the top end, like crazy specs, Mac which studio. is probably what I'd go for for a nice upgrade. You know? Yeah. Could do From a lot with that. Starting at two grand. To be fair, they do look lovely. They they're great. I I, I genuinely will probably get one one day. <laughs> One day. You can get the M1 Max or the M1 Ultra flavour. I'd get the best one. Whichever one that is. So yeah. So if eight gigabit eight hundred gigabit per second uh well, actually no, it's capital B, so gigabytes per second memory bandwidth. Yep. Although I didn't think memory was measured in that, it was measured in something else, but It's just, Apple. They do their own yeah, thing. It's Apple. Who who listens to Apple anyway? Exactly. Uh, let's have what's next. Uh, GTA 6 could feature a female protagonist. Gamers win women, am I right? <laughs> I mean, I'm absolutely okay with this. I yeah, saw I people getting it. very upset about it, and I'm like, really, guys? It's kind of amusing, but it's also kind of a very sad insight yeah. into some people's mindset. Like, I, I, I was watching Twitter, and like, one person was just basically like, GTA is going woke and it's like oh my god shut up GTA has been a satire of the state of everything yeah. since its inception so the fact that it has done this to troll gamers well probably not even to troll gamers just to try and be slightly inclusive while also Which... realising it probably trolls gamers I expect if you do play as the female protagonist which if it's anything like GTA 5 you will have to at some point um You'll see, like, a lot of... Uh, what's it called? I've forgotten the word. Sexism, that's it. Oh, sexism, yeah. Probably. Probably. You'll see a lot of sexism towards the character, which uh, I, I, I've been reading some uh, some books recently. Well, a book. I've been reading the book for a year. It's a very, very tough topic to read on sexism from a, from a male perspective, at least. And, like, you know... It's it's concerning, especially the way people have reacted to it. But yeah, it could be an interesting insight as to how my hope devs of the game think about my it. genuine hope is because I personally I don't care what the protagonist is, you know. It's it could be whatever it dog. wants. It it, it 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 doesn't matter as long as the game is good. The fact that there's going to be a female protagonist is great because inclusive and all that, and I love that. Yeah, but at the same time. What does it matter what the protagonist is? As long as the game is good. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, we can we can but hope that the game is good. Look at the state yeah. of current GTA say, 5 single-player mode. GTA 5 single-player mode kind of sucks. I'm not We're gonna still lie. waiting for that DLC they promised us. Oh, you mean that thing that they aren't making because yeah. they just worked on the online mode instead? Yeah. As long as they keep custom races, I'll be happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me custom races. I'll be happy with that. Yeah. Uh, it's also revealed that the game is at least two years away from release. Surprising absolutely no one. 
2024 given, release. I can see that, to be fair. Given they only recently announced that they were actually working on it. They've probably been working on it for a couple of years already as well. Yeah, they'll be working on it in the background. So that would mean the game is probably going to come out 11 years after GTA 5 first came out. Plus 2013. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Goodness gracious, I remember that release. GTA Goodness 5, GTA's development cycle is not quite, but is almost as long as a Bethesda one now. Yeah. Well, no, the, well, you have, uh, Elder Scrolls development cycle. Yes, exactly. They've released two Fallouts in that time. Released two Fallouts. Well, one, one Fallout and one online mess. Yes. <laughs> yes. If they wanted an online mess, they might as well just build a Reddit clone because Reddit's a mess. <laughs> right. But, um, speaking, speaking of, of a mess, a mess, <laughs> Muse do a big disappoint. Very sad. Not cool. So, English rock band Muse have caused a rift in their fan base over the upcoming release of their new album, Will of the People. I quite like the songs on it, but this decision is not good. Muse, I have to say, are one of my favourite bands. Um, mm -hmm. Muse has announced that they will be releasing Will of the People as an NFT, as well as a regular album. So, uh, how was this going to work? Because you read the article. Um, so I didn't read the article fully. Oh, okay. I just saw like the header of it because the screenshot I sent you was from a tweet. But, yeah, hold on, I got but, uh, Yeah, I just I don't really understand. So, um, here we go. So this is a direct quote from the Guardian. I might I might actually comment the source into the um, doc for any Patreons out there who yeah. get the script. Um, so unlike many NFTs, buyers will not require a crypto wallet. After the purchase is made on Serenade's website, a digital wallet is created and the NFT transferred to that wallet. If uh, users have an existing crypto wallet, such as for Bitcoin or Ethereum, they can use that. So, like, people are saying that NFTs are going to be the future of music, the future of entertainment, and the future of ownership. If you don't have it physically in your hand, you don't have ownership. I couldn't say that I actually own any of the games in my Steam library. Well, here's the thing. Owning the physical copy of the game doesn't mean you actually own True. it. You own the license to use it. But good fucking luck to any company that wants to I mean, good to luck to any me. company. But exactly, but that's why they don't like doing yeah. physical releases anymore, because they can't stop people from using it unless it's an online-only game, which is why a lot of companies... House. Don't want online. Uh, don't want single player only games either, because that means they can't stop people playing it. Yeah, they're going to break into my house and steal my Atari Twenty Six Hundred Breakout copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't no, do it. Don't, don't steal my Mario Three. Don't 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 come and steal my Sixty Four, please. I just got it back. They're going to steal my ZX Spectrum. Actually, that's a computer, so pretty <laughs> cool. But um. Yeah, let's have a look. Do, 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 do. So people are touting it as like, oh, it's a way to, um, it's a way to like buy the app, pre-order the album if you're outside of a country where you can't pre-order it. Which I mean, okay, yeah, fair enough, sort of. But and you know they're claiming at least it's with an eco-friendly NFT company, but NFTs aren't eco-friendly. Stop no. saying that. Stop peddling that line. They are not eco-friendly. Oh, well, this NFT uses 100% renewable energy. Yes, but that's renewable energy that could be used on the grid elsewhere to replace 
a chunk of traditional fossil fuel generation. And just because you cover your dog poo it. in glitter doesn't <laughs> stop making it dog poo. It's just sparkly. Oh, I hate it when they peddle that line. Oh, it's a green NFT. No, it's no. not. Stop. It's still taking unnecessary energy use that could be literally like, you know, a data center draws a ton of energy and the block the blockchain draws a ton of energy. So, you know, in order to, for it to be green, you have to like solar power the entire thing. But then that's photovoltaic capacity that isn't powering something else that's traditionally powered by a coal plant. Like my will to live, apparently. <laughs> but um, yeah, so obviously this has upset the, va the uh, a lot of the fans, especially since previous albums by Muse have had themes of relating to displeasure with the global economic system, which uh, this move just see is thought of by some as a cash grab. Does feel very contradictory, doesn't it? Yeah, um, this kind of, this is probably going to get me in trouble with a lot of Muse fans, but Muse's like overall musical theme in terms of what they sing about. It's kind of like Rage Against the Machine, but watered down a bit. Oh dear, you've upset people. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's sort of like a sort of, it's kind of anti-establishment, much like Rage Against the Machine, but it's less over, less direct in its message. Yeah. They don't go out saying, F you, I won't do what you tell me, directly. Whereas that is literally the chorus of Killing in the Name of, which is a fantastic song. <laughs> Love rage, but uh, I'm not going to be buying the NFT. But I probably will still buy the album because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> speaking of buying things, speaking of buying things, what has Tom bought this week? The fan favorite segment brought back once again because Tom has once again bought things. <laughs> so, what have I bought? Barrage, what have I bought? I told you on stream yesterday. Don't know. Looking at the script, that's cheating. Yeah. You bought a camera. <laughs> I bought a camera. I did. I bought a Practica MTL5, which is a mechanical analog film camera. It does, in fact, take a battery because um, it has a pretty cool rangefinder inside, but they don't make the battery anymore, so I have to find a modern equivalent. Um, so why did I buy one of these? Well, I already have a collection of cameras. Uh, I have a Polaroid 625, I want to say. It actually works. You can still buy film for it. Um, I have an Instax 3, which is the modern equivalent of a Polaroid. Um, I have a Canon EOS 750D, which is my main DSLR. And I have a Canon EOS 500N, which is a like later film camera. It does also it does shoot on film, much like this Practica. I bought that for a project where um, I was going to go around London and take a bunch of Instagram pictures for my sister. But I never filled up the role of film until very recently, so I've not developed it yet. That was literally a year ago I bought the camera to do that. <laughs> and so i like the eos 500n which is my film camera it looks quite modern it looks basically like a silver version of my 750d which is a quite modern dslr and i wanted something that looks a bit more retro and is a bit more mechanical so like the 500n has an electric shutter has electronic autofocus all the modern conveniences of a camera, just it shoots onto cellulose. Or, well, actually, it's gelat a fine gelatin layer on top of uh, plastic backing, but less of that. Um, 
I wanted something a bit more retro, a bit more analog. And so I, wa I was walking around a shop uh, yesterday, in fact, to be at the time of release yesterday, um, near where I live, called Barrage. Have you, uh, have you ever been? Have you ever seen the trading post in Tithily? Yes, I believe I have. Yes, that was recently taken over by a newer, a new ownership. Like I say, recently, like a, a year and a half ago now. It's actually where I got my ZX Spectrum from. Oh. Um, and yesterday, after dropping my sister off at the train station, we were on the way back and passing through, and I was like, "Actually, do you know what? I'm going to pop in there." And they've opened it up massively. The new ownership—it's sort of like you go in there, and each section's run by like a local person. And it's just whatever they have, they put in there to sell. And then, obviously, the company that runs it gets a commission and everything. And I spotted this camera on a shelf. And I it has, like, a full lens and everything, like, lens attached. And it was £10. And I thought, I'm not going to see another camera of the style for that price anywhere because analog camera price is going up because they're collectible again um and then like i was umming and ahhing about buying it because i was like i don't know what type of film it takes turns out not only is there a full manual digitized out there but it had a roll of film in it oh when i brilliant. opened it up i did unfortunately ruin the roll of film by opening it while it was exposed but I have a spare roll of film to do some test shooting with anyway. So that's fine. But I... So I bought it at £10. Like, it's nothing special. It's like £30 on eBay. But still, I paid a third of that for a fully functioning camera. And it's not got the problem that a lot of them have. Because features include a mechanical timer. So I, I can, like, flick the timing lever all the way up and I get seven seconds to get in position before it will automatically take a photo. Um, a lot of them, the mechanical timer has been set incorrectly and it jams the shutter, but the shutter works perfectly on this one. Um, but I'm going to take it to London when we go to EGX and we're going to get some cool old photos on physical film and then we're going to upload those to the Instagram, which I've made earlier in this podcast while Boris was talking about it. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out we didn't have one. The only and reference to us I could find on Instagram was the picture Jess put up of the of what is now our logo, and that was yeah back when we started the podcast. Did you do it under the podcast email? Or yes, did you I did. Do it? Uh, you did because I can't see the email appearing, so I was uh, very yeah. confused. Yeah, um, but yeah, it comes with a full fifty millimeter lens, uh, one point eight whatever that means i'll be learning that soon in filmmaking hopefully <laughs> but yeah <laughs> it's a lovely camera and for 10 pounds i can't say no absolutely worth it i'll be putting a roll of filming it filming it putting a roll of filming it putting a roll of film in it and uh and taking some pictures and hopefully having a good time but it does look fantastic it looks like an old camera uh but yeah, that's uh, that's it. I believe that is us all done for this episode of Burridge and Tom Rambling On. So if you've liked what you heard and you want to hear more, you can subscribe to Burridge and Tom over on YouTube or follow our podcast on your favourite podcast source. If you really like what you've heard, then you can support us over on Patreon. And if you want to get involved with the community, you can join our Discord or tweet at us on Twitter. The links to all these and more will be available over at BurridgeandTom.com. 
if you like if you'd like to watch us to play some games you can follow us over on twitch um as always i've been tom and i've been burridge thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next time with more nonsense <gasps> goodbye, goodbye.